Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you. Ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. I want to read this passage of scripture to you. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, and it reads as follows The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified today in our first installment of our Choose Joy series. I want to talk to you on this thought that I'm calling the daily choice. The daily choice. Let's take a moment and pray together. Father, we thank you for your presence that is here. Father, we are so grateful for all the incredible things that you are doing here at Lighthouse Church. My prayer, God, now is that you would open up our hearts and our minds to receive your word. Help us not just to receive it, Father, but I pray that we would be doers of your word as well. So come and join us in this place. We welcome you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The daily choice. Well, what a week it's been, right? Uh, we are at the time of this recording. <laughs> we still don't know who our next president's going to be. And um, if it's Sunday morning, um, well, I'm sorry, it is Sunday morning now, but uh, w- I don't even know if we have an answer yet. Um, and it's been a crazy 2020, hasn't it? But, um, you know, when I think about this election, this election went pretty much the way 2020 has gone, didn't it? I mean, it would have been a crazy thing if we would have known Tuesday night who our next president was going to be. Um, that's unlike anything in 2020. Nothing is simple in 2020. Nothing is clear in 2020. Nothing is easy in 2020. And I'm not trying to make light of the very real issues that we are facing as a nation. There is a very high level of emotion. There's a high level of anxiety. And we are really looking at the future. And it's foggy. I can, I can say that it's foggy. We don't know where we are going. And... Um, you know, there's a lot of things contributing to this. As I mentioned just a minute ago, um, the elections are contributing to that. Beyond that, we are months away from really knowing where we're going with COVID, whether it's going to be herd immunity or there's going to be a vaccine. We just don't know. Many people are suffering from the impacts of long-term quarantine because we were not designed to be quarantined for extended periods of time. Unemployment is higher than it's ever been. Anxiety and depression are on the rise. Addiction right now, it's just so high. I mean, you can't get to your AA or NA meeting, and it's been impacting so many people. I don't know if you know this, but the amount of filings for divorce in 2020, high. Everything this year is on the rise, and um, 
for you parents that are home trying to homeschool your kids. Uh, good luck with that. So there's, there's so much stuff happening, right, in 2020. And it's just contributing to this feeling of, of hopelessness, this feeling of anxiety, and where in the world are we going? Now, um, I, I say all that because we're living through a season that I actually see in the passage of Scripture that we just read. Because Isaiah, the prophet, describes a season much like the season that we are living through. And we read it in our text. And the first thing we read there, he talked about all these things that were going on. He said there, there's, there's, there's people who are in poverty. And so he says we're going to bring good tidings to them. The prophet Isaiah said there's people who are brokenhearted, so they need to heal. He said there are people who are captive, so we need to bring liberty to them. He said there are people who are bound, so we need to pray for prison doors to be open. There are people who are mourning. There are people who um, have a spirit of heaviness. The, the prophet Isaiah laid out all these things in what I just read. And, and we emphasize the good part of it, but the only reason we emphasize the good part of it is it's a contrast to the bad part of it. So when he says, I'm going to give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So what the prophet was saying is there was all of these things that were happening in the, to the nation of Israel. And, and, and here in Isaiah chapter 61, directly who he's talking to is he's talking to the Jews who were in exile. And we talked about this in part of our comeback series. So I'm not going to rehash it too much of some of you that are wondering, Jews in exile, go watch last week's sermon. I kind of talked about that. But in Isaiah 61, what the prophet was saying was, as you exiles come out of that 70 years of captivity, God's going to exchange all these broken things for good things. That you're, you're going to receive joy for mourning. You're going to get beauty for ashes. And, and, and we saw that fulfilled when Israel began to make their way back to Jerusalem. Because they were in captivity for 70 years, but they ended up coming back home to Jerusalem. Now, it was fulfilled then. But if you pay close attention to the New Testament, Jesus also read from this passage of Scripture. In the book of Luke, chapter 4, Jesus read Isaiah 61. Jesus had just finished fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He came down from the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. And we read in the Bible that he goes into the synagogue. And when he's in the synagogue... He reads Isaiah 61, and then he makes this declaration. He said, today this is being fulfilled in your ears. So time out. Was this a prophecy for Old Testament, or was this a New Testament prophecy? The answer is, it's both. It's both. And if you've ever studied the Bible in more of a collegiate setting, in hermeneutics they call this the double reference principle. And this happened in multiple messianic prophecies where it was not only fulfilled in the Old Testament, but it was also fulfilled in the New Testament. And, and, and that bit of detail is very, very important. And I want you to hang on to the fact that it was both for the Old Testament and for the New Testament. Because as I always teach, there's one interpretation of Scripture, but there can be many applications of Scripture. So we've got to make sure we're grabbing this Scripture from Isaiah 61 and correctly applying it. You never want to misapply scriptures. That's when people say, man, the church don't know what they're talking about. Well, typically what's happening is people don't understand their Bible. And so because they don't understand it, they might say none of it makes sense. It makes sense, but you just have to interpret it well. So when you look at this passage of scripture, and the, the, the reason I, I, I say all that is because we see it in the New Testament, there's application for us. 
because we are the New Testament church. So we're not just going to look at this and say, that's just some Old Testament passage of Scripture that doesn't even belong to us. Because even Jesus said, hey, this is fulfilled in me. So there's some application there that I need for you to get. There's some application there that you're going to want to grab. And, and in particular, what I really want you to grab is that part where it says, he's going to give you the oil of joy for your Morning. He's going to give you the oil of joy for your morning. What is the oil of joy? Well, the oil of joy is a literal joy that you can actually buy in the Holy Land. If you were to go to Israel, people will sell you the oil of joy. And what the oil of joy is, is it's a compound of olive oil, frankincense, and cinnamon. That's the, the literal oil of joy. And again, you can buy this. Um, it might even be an essential oil. Who knows? Uh, but, but you can get the oil of joy. But it's being used metaphorically in this passage of Scripture because the oil of joy in, in, in Judaism, they believe that the oil of joy that is being used as a metaphor is the type of joy that will happen when the Messiah comes. Okay? Again, the reason I said we got to pay attention to the fact that it's both in the old and new is for this reason. Orthodox Jews don't believe the Messiah has come. They think that Jesus was a good man, good teacher, good rabbi, but he wasn't the Messiah. Messianic Jews or us Jesus followers today, Christians today, we believe Jesus is the Messiah. That's where we differ. That's where, where Jews and Christians differ is they think he's not come and we Christians say, no, he's come. And because he's come, the oil of joy is here. When they talk about the oil of joy, they talk about it as in future tense, as in it's going to come, but it's not here yet. But because we believe that he's already come, then this oil of joy is here. And here's the great news. It's available to you right now. And, and, and what it says is you're going to receive the oil of joy instead of mourning. You're going to receive the oil of joy for your mourning. And, and what I love about that and what it basically tells me is that if I am mourning now, if I am in a state of mourning now, I can receive the joy of the Lord right now. Come on. There's like 50% of our nation that is mourning right now. If we ever needed the oil of joy, it's right now. And regardless of where this election goes, because it's a tight race, and whether it goes to Biden or Trump, 50% of our population is going to be upset. So there's a whole lot of people, millions of people that need the oil of joy. So the first thing that I want you to write down, now that I've given you that whole leading, I think that was important to set a foundation for this series, Choose Joy. Um, I, I, I say all that, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Joy is a choice. Okay? Joy is a choice. We at Lighthouse believe in the choice of joy. There is a posture that we can choose that does not waver according to what's happening in our lives. You see, your, your feelings can waver, and our feelings do waver. When things are great, we're happy. When things are not so great, not so happy. Uh, when things are, are going incredible, you know, we're, we're so full of faith and energy. And then when things aren't going well, well where is God? But, but when we talk about joy, and what joy is the joy of the Lord and the oil of joy, it's saying is it's a, it is something that doesn't move based on how you are feeling. You, you can have a bad day but still be joyful. You can be going through hell and still be joyful. There can be all kinds of mess happening in your life and still be 
joyful. Well, Pastor Josh, that sounds like a feel-good sermon. No, no, it's actually Bible. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 8. And this is the Apostle Paul's writing. He said this, We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest even though they call us imposters. We are ignored even though we are well-known. We live close to death, but we're still alive. We have been beaten, but we've not been killed. Our heart aches, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give our spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. You guys catch that? That's not some feel-good message. What the writer is saying, what Paul is saying is his life. He's not talking about what-if situations. This was Paul's life. They tried to kill Paul all kinds of times. And do you want to know what his response was? I'm still alive. That was literally, I love that. I get fired up because Paul is telling us that he's gone through all kinds of stuff. And even though he's gone through all kinds of stuff, he takes a posture of joy. I love that. He said, my heart aches. But we always have joy. Come on, how many know that you can't kill a person like that? How many know that that's like, do you guys, you you don't remember. Y'all are too young in the room. I'm the only 40-year-old in the room, so of course you don't remember. But back in my day, they used to have this toy called the Weeble Wobble. And it was a toy that was weighted on the bottom and it was just inflated and you'd push it and it bounced back right back up again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Someone online. All right, drop me a little hand emoji. Oh, you don't know how to use emojis because you're too old like me. Oh, anyway. So... There was this toy that anytime you knock it down, it would pop right back up again. And that was Paul. That was Paul. He said, you tried to kill me, but hey, I'm still alive. He, he, he said, I don't have much money. Hey, but you know what I have? I just give it away. And I love that about Paul because he just had this countenance that just would not quit. He had a countenance that just would not die. He kept moving forward in spite of what happened to him. Nothing was going to shake him from his mission. That, now that's very contrary to some of the, the, some of the Christianity and that, that version of Christianity I see now. Just because something bad is happening to, to you, it doesn't mean God's abandoned you. It doesn't mean that God's given up on you. It doesn't mean that he's not with you. Paul went through all kinds of hell. And I mean, and, and Paul was very close to Jesus. He had a revelation of who God was in an Arabian desert. And so I, I, I say all of that because Paul reminds us and, and Paul encourages us, look, you can go through all kinds of stuff, but you still have a choice to be joyful. You can go through all kinds of tough stuff in your life, but at the end of the day, you can choose joy. And do you want to know why you can choose joy? Because of Jesus. You want to know why you can choose joy? Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, you can choose joy. When you remember that Jesus has saved your soul, he designed you on purpose, for a purpose, that alone should give you joy. I don't know about you, but when I just think that, you know what, God designed me. God put purpose on the inside of me. God, I'm not here by accident. That gets me all fired up because it reminds me just how much God loves me. And he loved me. First, let me, you know what I've been thinking about this week? There's different thoughts that come into my head. And this week, one of the things that was really messing with me was, when did God think I was worth it? Do you want to know when God thought I was worth it? At the cross. But that was like 2,000 years ago. Yes, it was. But he saw me now. God, watch this now. God did not think I was worth it once I got baptized. God did not think I was worth it once I gave up my bad habits. 
God did not think I was worth it when I started living right. God saw me. And he saw every mistake that I would make. He saw all of my shortcomings. He saw all of my failures. He saw all of my, fault, my faults and said, worth it. And he goes to, he goes to a cross 2,000 years ago. That brought me so much joy this week. It was like, you know what? He knows my mistakes. He knows my highs. He knows my lows. And he's not waiting for me to get right in order to say, you're worth it. He, he said I'm worth it 2,000 years ago. That brings me joy. That brings me joy. Just to know that he cared enough for me. He was there from the very beginning. He knows the ending from the beginning. And he made a decision 2,000 years ago. You are worth it. You are worth dying for. Hebrews 12, 2 says it this way. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy... That was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand on the throne of God. Did you catch that? He endured the cross because of the joy set before him. That's why we believe that joy is here. That's why we believe that joy is a choice. That's why we don't believe we have to wait for anything else to happen. If the person that I want to win the election wins or doesn't win, that's not going to affect my joy. I have joy because of what he did on the cross. I have joy because of who he is. I have joy because he's already done everything that I need. When I know that you can strip down everything and I'm still saved, that's enough right there. That's enough right there. Just to know at the end of the day, if you take everything away from me, if I still have my salvation, I've got joy. So if you've got him, then you can make a choice for joy. If he's your savior... Just know that you can choose joy. Here's the second thing about joy. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Joy is contagious. Joy is contagious. When, when you've got joy, it starts to pour into other areas of your life. It's on overflow. You can be so full of the joy of the Lord that other people just seem to take notes. I'm going to tell you a story about my wife, okay? And she's not here. That's why I get to tell you a story about her. Uh, my wife, uh, bef- she's a, a counselor with the National School District. She's a school counselor. But prior to that, um, she was trying to get her foot in the door with the school system. So she was a substitute teacher because it's a good way to network. It's a good way to meet administrators and, and schools and whatnot. And uh, my wife was crushing it as a sub. You know, some people like, you ever heard of, like a bad sub? I think my wife was an amazing sub. And uh, one of the things that just cracked me up was one school, they had like two more weeks of school left before the summer break. And they booked her for a two-week assignment. And the funny thing was is when, when they booked her for that two-week assignment, my wife showed up. You know, it's like the first day of her assignment. She goes to the principal, okay, where do I go? I don't see that I'm assigned to classroom. The principal was like, no, I just want you here. Everything's better when you're here. You're, there's just an aura about you. And I just wanted you to be here for the last two weeks of school. And it was crazy to me, but it was like, that's the joy of the Lord. And people see that and people recognize that. My wife, I think she low-key kind of hated it because she was like, I was kind of bored some of the days. They just literally wanted her around. And that's what happens when you are full of the joy of the Lord. When you are full of the joy of the Lord, it's going to open up doors for you. When you are full of the joy of the Lord, it's going to get you into rooms and it's going to bring you into relationships because the joy of the Lord is contagious. It's going to do things for you in your life that if that joy wasn't overflowing, people really wouldn't want to be around you. Because the flip side of that is true, too. Have you ever met anyone that was just always sad? 
are always mad and you like try to get them to like pump up. Like, are you okay? Yeah, this is just my face. I'm like, well, then fix it. You know, if that's your face, fix it. You know, like smile more. If you got the joy of the Lord, you ought to tell your face. And, uh, and, and if you ever met someone that's just moody, it, it's, it's a burden, isn't it? It's kind of like, uh, I'm not sure if I want to invite this person to my house. It's just a lot of work and it's just heavy. And uh, so the reverse of that is true. But if you've got the joy of the Lord, it ought to be showing in all areas of your life. It should be overflowing. This is why... I say this so many times. Uh, for those of you that are going to be with Lighthouse Church for a very long time, you're going to get so sick of hearing this, but I'm never going to stop saying it. This is why your morning talk with Jesus is so important. Because that's your daily fill-up. That, that's when he is just, you fill up right there, and, and you just got to receive from him. And I got to tell you, I'm a better person when I have it. Um, I'm going to be honest, it doesn't happen every day. There are some times, and, and, and you guys got to pray for your pastor, okay? This is self, I'm going to give you revelation of what is happening in my life, okay? Because, um, you know, and all the parents, you understand this. And those that are about to be parents, here's a little secret for you. The kids don't change their time just because we change our clocks. What that means is I get up, and I used to get up an hour before my kids, but they're still waking up at the old time. So that's been a struggle. This week has been rough because I get up for my quiet time, and my kids are up with me, and they're trying to, they're asking for cereal. Anyway, anyway, that, just pray for your pastor, okay, because I need that quiet time, and I need to figure out how to get my kids to stay sleeping. So anyway, but that, that's so important to get that daily fill-up. It's so important to have God pour into you so that your cup can be running over. So that that oil of joy can be um, received by those that you are in contact with. So you have to determine each day that you are going to choose joy. That doesn't mean everything's got to be right, but it is a choice. Just like Paul said, man, my heart's aching, but I'm full of joy. I don't got much money, but man, what I do have, I give it away. They tried to kill me, but guess what? I'm still alive. That's a great attitude. That's just a great attitude. But that's a choice. That is a choice. And I'm coming to a close now. My last thing that I want you to write down. Our world really needs your joy. Our world really needs your joy. I'm speaking right now, okay, on this 6th day of November, 2020, 8th day by the time you watch it. We are facing all kinds of challenges as a nation. Right now, it's, it's, it's pretty insane. Um, if you just listen to what you're hearing on the media... Have you guys noticed that they keep highlighting how divided we are? I mean, it's such a burden. You put on, we've never been more divided as a country. And every time, you can put it on and they'll keep saying, we're divided, we're divided, we're divided, we're divided, we're divided. I'm like thinking, do you just want us to be divided? I mean, is, is that just the plan to divide us? Is, is, is that really where we're headed? Is, do we really want another civil war? I mean, is that really what y'all want? Because you keep talking about how divided we are. And the crazy thing is, is that, I think we agree with each other more than we disagree with each other. You talk about the big things? Everybody wants life. Everybody wants liberty. Everybody wants to pursue happiness. Everybody wants a roof over their head, food on the table, clothes on their back to provide for their children. I mean, the basic thing, we all want the same thing. But they make it sound like, oh, my God, they are polar opposites. No, we're not. We're not polar opposites. But... What's crazy is the, 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 in this world that we're living in right now, um, they're trying to divide it. They're trying to divide it. And um, I've said this many times about the media. Um, they lead with fear. 
There's a saying that if it bleeds, it leads. Um, they're trying to transmit fear because fear sells. So they want to intentionally promote fear because that's what sells. And, and, and this is why, um, Pastor Joseph, be super transparent now. Um, and, I, and I hope this is something that doesn't come back <laughs> to harm me. But uh, this is why Pastor Josh has intentionally stood right in the middle of everything that's going on. A lot of people try to pressure pastors to jump on one side or another. A lot of people try to pressure spiritual leaders, pick a side. Uh, I've made my decisions, and my decisions are my decisions. It's not my job to lead you to a decision. Do you know what my job is? My job is to lead you to this book. My job is to lead you into a relationship with Jesus. My job is to point you to the heart of the Father. It is not my job to tell you who to vote for. That's not it. That's not it. And I will never do that. Okay? Um, because when they asked Jesus, spoke about this two weeks ago, go back and give it a listen. When they asked Jesus, now are you going to establish our kingdom? Jesus is like, I'm not here for an earthly kingdom. I'm here for a heavenly kingdom. He said, well, I'm, no, no, I, this was book, book of Acts, chapter 1. Are you going to do it now? Do what? Are you going to establish the kingdom here on earth? I'm not trying to establish an earthly kingdom. I'm here to establish the kingdom of heaven. I'm trying to establish the kingdom of God. And, 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 and when they, they pressured him, is it, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? And he's like, I, I don't, the earthly kingdom is not what I'm after. I'm after your heart. I'm after your soul. I'm after your eternity. I want to know where you're going to spend eternity. That's what he was after. And so you know, I, I say that because I've never been more challenged as a leader. And I've never been more challenged as your pastor, Lighthouse, than to tell you that this world needs the joy that you have on the inside of you. They don't need your opinions. They don't need your politics. They need the Holy Spirit that is filling you to fill them. That, that's what they really need right now. That is what they, they need the oil of joy. Why? Because we've got people who are brokenhearted. We've got people who are mourning. And there is a spirit of heaviness that is overtaking our country. There is. Uh, it's just a spirit of heaviness that has overtaken our country. And uh, I, I can't emphasize just how much it's broken my heart that the behaviors of the world, look, the world's going to behave like the world. We know that, right? Um, but how kingdom citizens would try to copy the kingdoms of this world. Yo, we're, we're from another kingdom, church. You know that, right? We are citizens of heaven. This world is not in my home. I am just passing through. My citizenship is not in this world. My citizenship is in heaven. I'm a kingdom citizen. What are you saying, Pastor Josh? You're not an American citizen? I am. I went through a checkpoint just recently while riding my bike, and they asked me, citizenship, sir, U.S. citizen. Okay, get all that. But talking about eternity, talking about where I'm going to spend the rest of my days, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a kingdom citizen. And this spirit of heaviness is now making its way into the church. And we've got to rise up. Lighthouse, you have got to rise up. Hear me well, Lighthouse. This world needs the oil. This world needs joy. 
this world needs for you first. Listen, remember, you got to make that choice because once you do, you become contagious. And when you become contagious, you get to bring joy where there's mourning, hope where there's brokenhearted. Uh, you get to bring the spirit of praise, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And, and we're only going to do that when we point people back to Jesus. We're only going to do that when we point people back to Jesus. That, that's it. it. It's Christ working through us. So, so Lighthouse, one more time, take your place as a kingdom citizen. One more time, take your place as a citizen of heaven and make this your daily choice. My daily choice is joy. My daily choice is a posture of joy. Jesus is still the answer. He's still seated on the throne. Um, you can't vote him out. Um, he, he's still sit sitting right there. And um, our world is in his hands. And our nation is in his hands. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. And right there where you're at, at home, I want you to just get to a place where I can pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time together. I thank you, God, for what you are doing here in our church, here in the lives of everyone that calls Lighthouse home. But in this moment, Father, we're going to pray for our nation that, that we would have um, a, a spirit of joy to come and alleviate the broken hearts, to alleviate um, Father, the morning where there is a spirit of heaviness, Father, I pray that you give us a garment of praise. Father, this world needs you. This nation needs you. So many people are, are, are feeling anxious. So many people are battling depression. So many people are feeling all kinds of effects of the challenges that this year has brought us. But Father, you are our answer. And we first, Father, will choose joy. We are going to choose joy. That is our daily choice. And as we choose joy, we believe that it's going to affect our families. It's going to affect our neighborhoods. It's going to affect our cities. It's going to affect our states. And we pray, Father, that it will affect our nation. We make the choice, Father, for you. We make the choice, Father, for joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.